the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the program here. It is the third hour on this June 12, 2022. And just clearing a few things up, we talked to the election judge named Bob who called in about if you're an unaffiliated voter, what ballots do you get and what do you fill in? And even my good buddy Randy Corcoran checked in with us, and he did point out that write-ins of ours on the D ballot will not be counted. And he was advising the caller that we just chatted with, to go out and get an R ballot and not hand in his D ballot. He Because he, he, he should have received both. All right, so you should receive both ballots if you are an unaffiliated voter and you have to choose one or the other. But if our caller only got the D ballot but not the R ballot, then he needs to go get the R ballot because that individual is an America firster. And that's where uh, that's where I would presume he would be lining up in this upcoming election. Now, wanted to get to a few other topics as well. We've covered January 6th a bit, maybe a bit more ahead. And we got to do Joe Biden on the Jimmy Kimmel show and the overall picture of the economy right now. What a disaster. Oh, and the little plot to assassinate Justice Kavanaugh. Was he egged on by Chuck Schumer's rhetoric? I think maybe we have to look at that right now. But um, Tulsi Gabbard, when she spoke at the Western Conservative Summit last week, I did not see it live, but I watched that speech and I pulled a couple of little clips. But I I think this Democrat actually gets so much. She gets it. And man, does she despise Liz Cheney. <laughs> and she she knows exactly this veteran, Tulsi Gabbard, knows exactly who the military industrial complex is. And she uses the word deep state. But she does point it out that part of what we're seeing with this whole January 6th stuff is that they're afraid. The ruling class is afraid of the American people. They have, they have, they have come to let fear dominate their lives. And that's why they're so doubling, doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on their propaganda and force feeding the American people the narratives that the ruling class thinks can help keep them in power. The number one threat to them, frankly, is Donald Trump, of course. And so they're using this to find some way to charge Trump with something or prevent him from ever running for office again. That's how they roll. It's always the below the belt. It's always the cheap shots. It's always the tricks and the games and the fraud with these people. But why don't we just listen to a second here with, uh, no, where's my, where's my clip? I'm not seeing... 23. There it is. Tulsi Gabbard, who was just in town, and she does talk about the fear of the elites. They're afraid. What are they afraid of? They're afraid of us. They're afraid of a free people, a free society. Thomas Jefferson talked about them when he said, quote, they prefer the calm of despotism to the boisterous sea of liberty. They're afraid of the freedom that each of us has to seek the truth, to speak freely, to question and challenge their decisions and their authority. Why? Because they're afraid of losing power. 
So they take advantage of crises and emergencies, times of war, whether it's a cold war or a hot war, to empower the security state, infringe on our liberties and rights, things that we saw with the Patriot Act, we saw it with COVID, we're seeing it now. And we know that once our rights are taken away, that they are not easily or willingly given back. They are not easily or willingly given back. Oh, that is spot on. The Patriot Act that has converted this country into a surveillance state, ladies and gentlemen. They used 9-11 to empower the bureaucrats and create that new Department of Homeland Security, which Josh Hawley had a few things to say about this week, which I'll be getting to as this hour goes on. But what a great quote from Thomas Jefferson that some elites prefer the calm of despotism to the boisterous sea of liberty. And that's the point I make about the Republican primaries here in Colorado. It's a boisterous sea, and it's a boisterous sea of liberty. But on the Democrat side, it's the calm of despotism. They don't have, like, any contested races. They just put one person on top, and everybody has to go along. The calm of despotism But in the Republican side of the equation, I love to have everybody after each other, and I love to have the vigorous debates and some unpredictabilities and uncertainties, bearing in mind that there are no experts in Colorado politics who know anything about what they're talking about, which is why I do advise just voting with your heart in the primary. Just fill out that ballot. Vote with your heart. Who's best in your mind to stand up to the corrupt D.C. machine? We want boisterous liberty, along with Thomas Jefferson. Let's hear another Tulsi Gabbard who makes another point here from the Western Conservative Summit. We're facing a barrage of attacks on these freedoms, on these principles, by those who are in positions of power, who care more for their power or themselves than they do for the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the American people. So what are they doing? What is their approach in this race for more power. It's to divide and conquer, to weaken the populace, to make us more dependent on government so that they have more control, to censor us, to silence us, to disarm us, to pit us one against the other, using identity politics and fomenting fear and hatred between us. Oh, exactly. I mean, those are such well-written speeches by Tulsi Gabbard, who's, yes, a Democrat from Hawaii. And probably when it comes down to it, you know, she tends to be a Democrat, probably for good reason. But, man, does she ever see through the deep state and the real stakes and what's really happening in this country. And the fourth branch of government, the national security branch, meaning the intelligence agency branch, is unfortunately the preeminent branch in modern America. And Darren Beatty comes out and says this, that until we get a hold of or put some reins on the national security apparatus, I mean, basically our politics is essentially in some ways going to be meaningless. And Darren Beatty says this, and I think this is the right time to work this one in about uh, what I call the fourth branch of government in our surveillance state. I got, I got to ask, because it, it may answer one Carlson, of the great mysteries, is Darren this, I Beatty. think there are 14,000 hours of unreleased video footage from that day the administration is hiding from us. Do you think this is why? I think that's certainly a possibility. Um, it's, it's extremely suspicious. 
even going back to this so-called pipe bomber video. Remember the pipe bomber, the Capitol pipe bomber? The FBI has been extremely suspicious in withholding evidence, video evidence that could help identify this bomber, which pre presumably they want to do. But if you may, I'd like to make a general point, and it really, after seeing all this, you have to ask yourself, does the national security apparatus do anything but conspire against the American people? I'm led to conclude that we cannot have a democracy. Everything in our politics will be fake and performative until we bring the national security state, including the FBI, to heel. It's not a left issue. It's not a right issue. That's Every right. politician who cares about our country should demand a church committee 2.0. Immediately. And people of good faith on the left should join it uh, immediately. Darren Beatty, I appreciate you're coming on tonight in the work there you, you do go. with Revolver. People of Thank good you. faith on the left, and that would include Tulsi Gabbard. That would include Glenn Greenwald. That would include Matt Taibbi. That there are a handful of leftists who have big voices who are seeing through all of this stuff. They know exactly what's going on. Again, that national security apparatus. What are they doing? They're conspiring against the American people. And by the way, Josh Hawley just found information that the uh, – remember that um, – the, uh, the the czar that, um, oh, what was her name, uh, that, that Biden was trying to put in place to essentially be the uh, Ministry of Truth for the Biden administration? Well, it does turn out Josh Hawley has found evidence that there was collusion between, like, Twitter and this Department of Homeland Security to control narratives. Let's bring this one in right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. As it turns out, Tucker, the people that the Biden administration thinks are the real threat to America, it's not the drug cartels, it's not foreign threats. It, it's you. It's the American people. Yeah. If you have questions about COVID, if you have questions about COVID masks, if you have questions about the COVID vaccine, this administration wanted you to be monitored. This disinformation board was set up to go after you. That's what the documents say. By the way, election integrity, same story. The documents specific. The disinformation board was set up to go after you. Nina Jankowitz. There we go. Oasis bringing us back into the program here and talking about how Tulsi Gabbard, Gabbard diagnoses the fear of the elites. And boy, they, they really are fear. It's a fear and control thing. And this whole January 6th charade is that they, they pulled quite a great trick with that whole deal. And it's been quite successful so far. And so they're latched onto that. They're going to pound away on that. They're never going to stop talking about that. And the goal is to try to prevent Trump from ever running for office again. And he is the only threat to the beltway as we know it. Okay. So that's, that's what they're up to. And one of the things that the left, the ruling class, they're afraid of is the Second Amendment in this country. As Thomas Jefferson said, they prefer the calm of despotism to the boisterous sea of liberty, as Gabbard had pointed out. But they, uh, the Second Amendment has always made them nervous. It makes the global elites nervous, the, the heartland, the middle class of this country, and their Second Amendment. They've got to find a way to get through that. Anyway, so the Senate has just announced... They have come to an agreement on new gun restrictions, and the uniparty Republicans have supported the new measures. That does include, yes, Mitt Romney the skunk, Lindsey Graham, the incredibly deleterious individual, Richard Burr, Susan Collins, Roy Blunt, John Cornyn, Pat Toomey, Tom Tillis, a few other I think there's like 10 Republicans that went for this. And again, just, just know that it's, 
It's the camel's nose under the tent for the effort to overturn, overthrow the Second Amendment in the United States. You're going to be hearing more about that right now. And before I hit the phones, just keep this one bit in mind, a story of some crazy individual, yeah, went to the home of Justice Kavanaugh, was found with a gun and was apparently telling police he was intent on assassinating Justice Kavanaugh. And um, that story had no wheels in the media whatsoever. I mean, there was there was just nothing there. But listen to the uh, to the rhetoric of Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer, kind of incendiary rhetoric being used against our Supreme Court justices. Could that have been tied in? And then Dana Perino takes it after the Chuck Schumer commentary here. What do you think of this? I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Pay attention to this. This has just happened. Law enforcement sources are confirming to Fox that an armed man was arrested near the Maryland home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. That happened early this morning. These are just the reports that we're getting in. And, Sean, we know that the justices, one, there were protests outside of their homes. Uh, we know that they were, those were encouraged. And, of course, nobody was encouraging violence. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, Dana. Washington Post is now reporting a bit more. Uh, when he was in custody, he shared with police his desire to kill Kavanaugh. Wow. This is according to the Post now. Uh, the individual I mentioned described, mid-20s, a man, found to be carrying at least one weapon and burglary tools. There we go. So will Chuck Schumer face any consequences for his rhetoric that is far beyond any January 6th rhetoric you've seen? Of course not, because that's the establishment. At any rate, uh, just so we have that one. By the way, people keep texting this in. The, if you are unaffiliated, you should have gotten an R and a D ballot, two ballots in one envelope, and you have to t- turn in only one of them. And you cannot do write-ins on the D one. If you write in R's, it won't be accepted. You need both in your one envelope, and you send one of them in. So that is confusing, is it not? So if you are uh, unaffiliated and you, and you got only one in your ballot and you want the other one, you got to go get it. You got to find a way to do that, okay? Reach out and find a way. And I guess going to Go Vote Colorado, you can find out what your affiliation actually is, and then you can somehow get in touch with, I assume, the Secretary of State's office to get your other ballot. That's uh, to be continued on some of that. All right, now, phone line action here. Let's say hello in order. And this is Frank in Denver. Welcome, Frank. Hey, Matt, thanks for all you do. I think Chuck Schumer was channeling his secret Kurt Russell there from that line in Tombstone about uh, Kavanaugh. It's too bad. I I really uh, sadly watch this uh, farce of what's going on with the Democrats in power in all three branches and uh, it, it really, really bothers me, um, you know, because I think they're, if anything, with this recent January 6th thing, guilty of prejudicing the jury or trying to prejudice the jury. Sure. They'll only get an answer whether they prejudice enough at the time of the election in November to upset their apple cart. But, you know, they, they're guilty of uh, supporting deviants in their political uh, platform, and they're now they're supporting deviance in the practice uh, or the uh, rule of law. I mean, it's like if this was a court 
and there was an overriding judge, he would throw out this whole thing as not being able for the other side to present evidence. So they're still trying to uh, just present their case in whatever way they can. Uh, right. Soviet reason, show trial is yeah. uh, what what Devin Nunes has been saying. And we, we talked about, you know, the commentary from Jim Jordan and Tucker Carlson and go down the list. And you're exactly right, man. And it's, well, it's, it's a sham. It's a lie. You've successfully introduced some bit snippets there of people on our side who are presenting the, uh, the truth. I think the most dangerous piece in this emotional response to the gun law uh, changes would be the money they're giving as uh, uh, bribe money for the potential red flag laws to the states. And they're watching with interest how states take it and what they do with it. And as you know, the government will then hold the states responsible for doing something with it. But that's a very, very dangerous precedent, as Jordan said, uh, because you could potentially turn the country into a camp of anyone can drop a dime and accuse somebody. Exactly. Exactly. And apparently you're having a little uh, clicking on your phone line somehow, Frank. No, No worries about that. But I'll make a point as to what you were saying. But thank you for your points. And apparently in the Sundance of the Conservative Treehouse writes this that um, if approved, if this bill does go all the way through, the structure looks somewhat similar to current discussion. Continued or new firearm ownership will be permitted if the cross-functional Department of Homeland Security, FBI, Social Media, and Cognitive Stability Panel, which means the moderators inside of government, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, and Microsoft, decide to approve the mental outlook of the firearm applicant. And can you imagine that getting corrupted? Oh, get ready for massive corruption there. And let's say hello to, to Miss Artis. Artis, we're shorter on time, but welcome to the program, Artis. Well, thank you, Matt. Um, I, I was at the Western Conservatives and heard Kelsey. I don't normally hear her, but it, I kept thinking, why is she a Democrat? Everything she's saying is what I believe. So why does she want that be behind her name? I didn't mention it to somebody I was sitting next to, and they said, well, she probably would never get elected if okay. she was a Republican in Hawaii. Um, Artis, you but, know what? We have that same clicking, clicking thing that I don't think it's just in my headset. It must be an internal issue here, but uh, why don't we just keep on talking anyway in spite of the clicking? Uh, but carry on, Miss Artis. But you're right about Tulsi. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. I'm here. Well, um, but I don't understand her. I mean, she talks like a Republican, and she's got to be behind her name. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But so much doesn't be stated. You're right. And if 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 she were to run <laughs> as a uh, a Republican in Hawaii, I don't know. Things might not work out as well for her. And I let me just say, I apologize for whatever this clicking action is going on, and maybe we can get to the bottom of that. And I, I think sometimes that that can sometimes happen in our tech system. At any rate, we're going to keep on hammering, keep on hammering in the spirit of Cameron Haynes. Check out his new book, Endure, if you want to read about a guy who is good at hammering. Anyway, be right back. Van Morrison's tune, Brand New Day, and it's just such a hopeful, uplifting song that sometimes you just need that in this kind of ugly situation we are living in in America. Quick note, by the way. Randy Corcoran's uh, Arapaho Tea Party is meeting on Tuesday. 
there's a few tickets left, and you can. They're going to discuss the primaries and the J, the January sixth Truth documentary, and all of the usual stuff. And you can go to eventbrite.com, and you can email party at gmail.com to get uh, some details there. That's coming up on Tuesday. Very worthwhile being there. By the way, sometimes you just see stuff, and you <laughs> and it kind of cracks you up. You got to shake your head a little bit, but. Uh, Nigel Farage, who has a program over at GB News, along with Neil Oliver and Mark Stein, did a whole thing on Neil Oliver last week. Man, that was quite an hour. But listen to Nigel Farage. This is a, you know, a, just listen to this one. It's very brief. LGBT news. Yes, you'll love this. There are more than two genders. Yes, Amazon are selling a T-shirt for £16.95 with the phrase, there are more than two genders. Over it is an LGBT flag. But they do allow buyers to select the T-shirt in either male or female. I mean, you really couldn't invent some of this stuff, could you? <laughs> you uh, there's more than two genders, but apparently you can only buy the shirt in male or female gender shirts. Yeah, that's a good one, Nigel. By the way, I had a good time. I met Nigel once he came to Denver. We hung out a little bit, and he was having a cigarette, and I was chatting with him, and uh, I was like, uh, man, this is a dude you could handle having a beer with. Nigel, a pint, as they say in England. Another British quote, real quick. Russell Brand used to be a card-carrying leftist, but boy, he has red-pilled himself, and now he's out there saying stuff like this. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've been wrong many times, but I'm beginning to think I'm right about this. The mainstream media is not your friend. The culture is not your friend. The government is not your friend. Big business is not your friend. They are operating collegiately in unison to create a set of systems that are beneficial to them and disadvantage you. Yeah, Russell Brand. I mean, what, what got into that guy? He's like starting to uh, figure stuff out, sounds like. <laughs> By the way. So Joe Biden is, of course, destroying the country. Everybody knows it. And he's really, really stupid and inarticulate and um, doesn't really even know what's happening. But, of course, he's a very destructive individual, along with Kamala Harris. It's like dumb and dumber in charge. And uh, consumer confidence just reached its all-time low this week. Inflation hit 8.6%. The price of gas has more than doubled since Biden took over. Anyway, Biden thought he would help himself by going on with the comedian Jimmy Kimmel. So he, he actually went on with Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, a big Biden stooge, big Biden booster, helped install Joe Biden. And so Jimmy Kimmel gets to have a front row seat to the Biden disaster here. I think there is some justice in that. It's kind of a, like a deserved punishment almost for Jimmy Kimmel. But it was so bad. It was like one of the most epically bad interviews I've ever seen. Again, as Biden's popularity sits around at 33%, according to Quinnipiac, amazing, 22% approvals with young voters. And so maybe Biden thought he could help himself by going on with Jimmy Kimmel. Just you got to listen to this to believe this. No so, question So there's about a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is uh, – um, let me say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate. But look how life. the press has changed. Mm -hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, it's, I, it's, I get it. I know you get you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's oh, the deal. Yeah. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a um, 
even with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on, on, the, on nightly news. Mm -hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just everything gets gets sensationalized in ways. That, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more. I don't, if you don't mind. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, 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 we have some biracial commercials we need to tell. Jimmy Kimmel is sitting there just suffering through the interview. He wants to, like, hand the patient some tapioca pudding is what it looked like to me. But, again, Jimmy Kimmel, you bought and paid for, no soul comedy guy, you funny man who were all on board with Biden. Yeah, you get to sit there and watch this. As Biden says, well, we, we couldn't really, we can't really communicate in um, um, uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, man, folks, it, it, is, it is so beyond terrible. And I put this, this is, I guess this is kind of a comedy segment, is it not? But Biden is saying, oh, the media is too hard. The media is criticizing him. The media is not cutting him a break. What? Biden has the most favorable propaganda media, media working for him around the clock. And his approvals are in the tank, in the cellar. Biden, or uh, Trump, of course, had the media against him viscerally around the clock, Every moment of every day. And his approvals were quite a bit higher than Joe Biden's. What does that tell you? Anyway, somehow Biden kept on going. He ended up talking about like commercials with biracial couples for no apparent reason. Listen to this part. You turn on, no, I'm serious. Right, there's something to that. Yeah. No, I'm serious. You turn on the TV. Look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, People are selling products. They do ads to sell products and they sell products when people they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. There's an ability for us to do everything from in, increase the, the, the access to education, health care. Look what we did in health care. All, all the good grief. None of that makes sense. It, it is like so pathetic and it is just awful. I mean, I guess we can just step back and laugh at that. That's the leader of the free world right there. Something nonsensical about biracial couples and people are selling stuff and we got to get through it. What is he talking about? Gal. Anyway, so amazing that his polls are at 33% approvals. And uh, the media is shilling for him every moment of every day. And there's Jimmy Kibble doing his best to spoon feed Joe Biden through that interview there. Golly. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a farce in this country as we swirl the bull in some ways. That's ah, going to change. We're going to get keep hammering. We're going to get around this thing. But man, was that bad. We're going to try to talk on the phones again, and we're going to see if we have that clicking nonsense still going on, which is on our end. But Jack, our main man, Jack, up Wyoming way. Welcome to the program, sir. Hey, it's your show. Pick a topic. I'm conversant on everything and knowledgeable on none. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. You, you, you do it, Jack. You're, you're calling. What's, what's, what's on your mind? What's most well, pressing? What are you most passionate about? Well, there's a bunch of them, but Tulsi Gabbard, since I heard that portion of your show and, yeah. and inspired me to call, she's the first one the Democrats are going to run through their re re-education program. There's no <laughs> question about that. Yeah. She, she's absolutely. Absolutely adorable intellectually, but the other thing is your Neil Oliver last week, which you ran on him. Yeah, I, w I wish you would repeat that as many times as the station will let you to devote that many minutes to it. That needs to be run over and over and over again. 
And I don't know, uh, Neil Oliver, once more time, there's always a personal interest in my points of view. But if you are in conversation with him, would you give him my phone number? Because I would like an invite to Scotland for the glorious 12th. I haven't done that in about 10 years. And yeah, I'm but go you, and do that again. you might have to put on a skirt to go to Scotland, Jack. Do you think you could do that? Wear the skirt? Bring some well, golf clubs, uh, probably? I, I with there. No, no, no. We bring, we bring Holland and Holland and Purdy shotguns for the glorious 12th. <laughs> That's the opening of the grouse season. By the so, way, I, I should mention... That Neil Oliver is a Scottish archaeologist, and he's written a book about the Vikings. He's written several books about ancient cultural traditions and wisdom. He's a wonderful commentator, and uh, he's oh, one I of these voices that he, you know he realizes. He says, "Hey, the people on top, the elected yep, officials yep. on top, all around yep. the world, they want to yep. punish their citizens. They despise and loathe their own constituents. They're trying to do all of this on purpose." Anyway, that was uh, hour three no, of last week's show. The podcast is up, and it's getting all kinds of attention, so you might consider catching that one last week's hour three, if you June, uh, June 5th, if you haven't listened to it. But uh, I'm no, it was right up I your was alley, your hour yeah. No, I, I was on hour three. What, what, yeah, I know. The, the quickest way to describe it is what they're doing is they're trading for their own account. They could give a hoot less about the population. That's the issue. That's what, and he's spotted in. He's zeroed in on what they're doing. Is everything they're doing is trading for their own benefit. Period. Nothing for the masses. That's what the essence of it is. And it is mysterious to see that it's just a constant insult, the constant slaps in the face, the constant desire to see their own people suffer without any fear of retribution. Or I guess they feel like they control the election systems, they control the propaganda, they can do whatever they want. Well, you. You went into you went into another area that that the real the real area that needs that needs to be corrected is our our legal our court system. What you have yeah, and with and all that the is stuff a mess. Just, and uh, alas, Jack, here is the wall. But you are the man, and make sure you get Liz Cheney out in Wyoming while you're at it. There's our sacred song for this Sunday of Backbone Radio. Yes, on June twelfth, twenty twenty two, Carrie Underwood's beautiful version of how great thou art. I hope you've had a sacred Sunday across Colorado. And by the way, last week we did not have the text-to-studio engaged, so anybody who texted in last week, I never saw it. And uh, this week I've been responding to as many as I as I can, but thank you for keeping those in, and I try to work them in as much as possible. So honored by that. By the way, hope some of you have gone out to see Top Gun. I guess I haven't seen the new one yet, but... With the family after the swim meet, we rewatched the old Top Gun, which my kids had never seen before. And uh, 1986, I remember when that came out. I saw it. I was a kid, and uh, man, that was a pretty darn good movie. And the kids all thought it was great, especially my my older son, my one year old. He didn't get to watch it. It's because it's you know, PG, PG, you know. And anyway, I was a little bit pushing it, maybe just a little bit of adult content, but. I thought, we're going to watch Top Gun, and they say that the new Top Gun Maverick is an outstanding movie. It is not woke. It is not corrupted by the usual Hollywood crapola machine, and people are saying it's a heck of a movie. So, hey, nice to have a good one out there, at least by all reports that I have heard. By the way, gas prices are so high in this country that one Michigan police department has already blown through its gas budget for the month. And so they're not going to be responding to 911 calls in person anymore because they don't have the gas to get there. That's just another disaster in Biden's America. Let's hear this little clip. 
Gas prices are so high, the Isabella, Isabella County Sheriff's Office here says they've actually blown through their fuel budget already, so they will respond to some non-emergency calls by phone, try to resolve those issues by phone. Now, the national average for a gallon of gas hovering at just under 5 bucks at $4.97 a gallon right now. Here in Michigan, gas prices have set a record high for seven consecutive days. And according to AAA, many might be trying to stretch out whatever gas they have. The company says... In April, they responded to more than 50,000 out-of-gas calls. That's a 32% increase from the same period last year. Now, the sheriff here says it will likely be several months before a new fuel budget is passed. Oh, my gosh. So you can't even respond to a 911 call in this county in Michigan. They've blown through their gas budget. People are, like, running out of gas on the highways because they can't afford it. Gosh. this it's It's like it's not good out there, folks. This is Biden's. America. And, uh, you know, what is Biden trying to do? He's trying to blame it on Putin. He's trying to blame all of this on Putin. Give me a break, Joe, but let's hear him try to say it. Today's inflation report confirmed what Americans already know. Putin's price hike is hitting America hard. Gas prices at the pump, energy and food prices account for half of the monthly price increases since May. Inflation outside of energy and food what the economists call core inflation, moderated the last two months. Not enough, but it moderated. It's come down. And we need it to come down much more quickly. My administration is going to continue to do everything we can to lower the prices to the American people, and the Congress has to act, and they have been. Oh, gosh. It's just so pathetic to hear that guy talk and blame Putin for it, as other countries are trying to do. They're trying to blame Putin for all this, but nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. I mean, it's like, uh, give me a break. As people are running out of gas in this country, mm-hmm. Barack Obama, who may be the real string puller behind all of these disasters, comes out and says this. By the way, we have to get rid of hate speech and detoxify our rhetoric online. What does this mean? Oh, we got to censor everybody. We got to deplatform everybody, just like they've been doing. Uh, we have to take steps to de- detoxify our discourse, particularly the scourge of disinformation and conspiracy theories and hate. Uh, online that uh, has polluted our political discourse. Uh Uh-huh. That's a good example of hate right there from Barack Obama. That's a good example of toxic discourse right there. If you want my opinion, right there. That's That's their game, folks. Josh Hawley was all over this when he got info that that DHS disinformation board was going to work with Twitter to censor narratives. There's also information in these documents about attempted coordination, planned coordination by the disinformation board with the big tech monopolies. There are meeting notes here, proposed plans of actions for members of the disinformation board, members of the administration to meet with big tech executives to discuss sharing information about disinformation and tracking analytics of American citizens who are using the big techs, the big tech companies' platforms and engaging in so-called misinformation. This is a big tech administration alliance to track speech. It's here in the documents. Yep, and they see the American people as their enemies, the people on top, the scared people on top, and that's how they do it. Obama comes out and says, we got to crack down on hate, and we got to detoxify our discourse. And why do they do it? They get the DHS in there, to uh, censor via this disinformation board that they've got to be still working on somehow, though Nina Jankowitz went down in flames. A little too weird even for the Biden administration. That's what's going on. That's the 1984 we're living in. But we're going to keep hammering, keep hammering, 
yeah, nobody cares, but we're just going to work harder, keep hammering the theme of the show. And millions upon millions of us have seen through all this, folks. It's, don't, don't, don't believe that everyone's just buying the propaganda. We're on the way. And we got a quick hello or two to offer. And let's say a quick hello is West Point Gary. We're about to the end of the show, but any quick thoughts tonight, my good man? Yeah, a lot of quick thoughts. A lot of human waste in Michigan, in uh, Washington D.C. I noticed and that, that. Yeah, yeah, and and that includes the guy that runs the Senate. Why? Why do we have to put up with this crap? I mean, we, you yep. know, he, he wants to raise. He wants to shut off the gas, and he blames it on Putin. <laughs> yeah. He's a brain dead individual yeah. who needs to be just quietly moved off stage and say, I'll, I'll talk to you as soon as I get back from Delaware. Yeah, it's an well, interesting situation. Cause I, the, I the, worse they, the worse Biden does, and the more he drags the country into a pit of no return, the more they have to propagandize on January 6th and so forth. See how that connects? Well, I'm not going to let him do it if I have anything that, that I can do to affect it. Yep. But it's it's, you know... Anyway, I, I I did not make it to the to the uh, summit. Yeah, I, I well, I, I had enough money saved up, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well, no, a, West Point. One of these the days. On the oh, board. Okay. oh, sorry to hear that, sir. Prayers yeah, with you on so that. I missed it, and one I, of these days we'll meet in person. We've been talking all these years, but we'll be having an event well, at I, some I've point. I've been to your station anytime you want me to drop by and say hi. I'd be glad to. Well, let's 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 have a big production one of these days. One of these. Uh, 710 KNUS events, which should be forthcoming now that we're out of COVID. But West Point, let me say, sir, all the best to you, my good man. You stay close as ever. And let's uh, say a little hello to Lynn and Evergreen. Oh, Dr. Matt. We only got so 60 seconds, Lynn. I'm sorry I'm so bad on time got, management. I know but... you've got two minutes. Okay. <laughs> so what I want to say is this. You know, you beat the drum, you know, uh, preceding the election, you know, of Trump, and I didn't believe you. But you know what? For your radio show, keep on playing 2016 to 2020 Trump, Trump sound bites, and, and then compare it to Biden now. I mean, that's all you can do for us, because you know what? I'm losing hope. I'm losing hope. Well... We're, we're in a deep pit right now, and it's, it's hard to see a way out in some ways. But guess what? You know what? So many millions of us see our way through this that keep hammering, keep hammering. Eventually, we're going to, like, uh, you know, you, you hammer on a rock enough, eventually that rock will split. That's what our job has got to be, Lynn. But I understand. But we've got to be voting, and we've got to be involved and active and engaged. And um, okay, keep love hammering. You, love you, Matt. No, you got to go. Lynn. Bye. Love you, too. You stay close with us, and we'll, we'll talk more at length as we are able, as time goes on. But, Javier, thanks, my man. Boom, boom. Matt Dunn, Backbone, signing out for another amazing installment. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.